0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Bikinis After Babies. We are so excited to bring you this episode today and talk about some things that we all face this time of year. I am your host, Mandy Rashawn, here with your other amazing host. Oh,
1: thanks, Mandy. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Jillian Hughes. Thank you for tuning in to episode two. <laughs> really excited to share all this information we got some great feedback on our first episode and um yeah i'm just uh excited to be doing this and bringing all this info to you ladies and gentlemen
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) any men listening out there as you can see in our comments in i think it's spotify i think our video on spotify your is it it's spotify or youtube your kiddo and then my son and then my husband listened and they left like really cute comments so i was like oh three fans your, your husband Yay. listened too
1: <laughs> yep yeah i know it's awesome so. yeah
0: like yeah. thank you for subscribing
1: Thank you to our three subscribers, our family members. (laughs) Yeah, so. Yeah, well, when we first started this, you know, people were like, As long as we reach
0: somebody out there, somebody's listening. I
1: know. I know there's a lot of podcasts, but um, I don't think that there's ever a need for anybody who's got something interesting to talk about to not, you know, venture out and do this. And so I'm just really excited. And it's been like a really good motivator, too. Like, I think as we go through our preps this year, it'll be fun to share like the ups and downs. And, you know, I always find like my cardio time is when I'm thinking the most and coming up with like creative ideas. So we might record like seven episodes in one day. <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um
0: right. We can definitely we could do that. So But yeah, so to let you guys know, Jillian and I sit down and we do our recordings on Mondays and then we air our recordings either on Wednesdays or Fridays, just however kind of works best for like our schedule. So right now we're recording right after a fun weekend. This weekend is so much fun. And for those of you that don't know, I'm located in Kansas City and I went to St. Louis this weekend where a lot of my family live and Jillian hosted an amazing Christmas party. That was so much fun.
1: I know we did have such a good time. It was really fun just getting everybody together. And we meet weekly on like Zoom and um, Google Meet, mm-hmm. which is cool because we get to you know see each other and connect and whatnot. But just to get together in person is really fun. And I'd love to do it more than we do. I mean, we had a great social event in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, our holiday party it was great. With little jammies and everybody made their own like themed charcuterie board. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a really good time just to get everyone together. It was really fun. So yeah, you
0: guys should check out the reel that's on our Instagram. I'm Mandy Rashawn fitness. And then you have St. Louis Momshell for Jillian. And the reel is so cute. You can see our boards and like our cute pajamas. That was fun. Like picking out the pajamas.
1: I know. Yeah. And I'm excited. We did uh, headshots as well and a Christmas card for our clients. So um, yeah, it was just, it was really fun just to get everyone together and new headshots are always a good thing. You know, um, the last time Mm -hmm. we did our group photos, one of our coaches was pregnant and then we've since added another coach. So we were a team of six now. So it's crazy to see that growing and, Mm -hmm. you know, just nice to get everyone together with commonalities Mm -hmm. and everybody's got kiddos and it was just nice to have a little girls night. And we had some naughty Mm -hmm. things and some nice things as well well. So that's kind of one of the things we're going to talk about today is just how to um, navigate the holidays, special occasions, treats, all that stuff. um, And then how that sort of leads to longevity and success as a bikini bodybuilder.
0: Yeah. So for our listeners to let you know, I am doing a competition at the end of March. So I just started, I just am coming out of my off season per se, and I am entering into my prep. So with my prep, um, I do take my eating very simplistically is like how I like to call it. I do my own food. I cook my food, I pack my food, bring my food and I eat that. So I love to participate in all of the holiday parties. I have nieces and nephews. We do cookies, gingerbread houses, um, I've done we did our our Christmas party, you know with you got with you Jillian and I have a lot of holiday parties I'm gonna go to but I will always bring something I will always you know contribute spend time with everybody I never want to miss out on the memories but for me personally my my growth I won't participate in eating any of the food or drinking any of the alcohol and I've been able to cultivate those habits and have absolutely no problem with it and no problem being around the food and alcohol and people um, really well. And it seems like the majority, like probably all my friends and family have all completely accepted it. So I'd love to dive, you know, like you said, deep into a few of these things that we see our clients who are prepping struggle with, or how, you know, being in an off season might be different for people and kind of just go through like a few of the common things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this pertains not only to girls that are preparing for competitions, but anybody that's on a journey to like change their body composition, lose body fat, or maybe they're just trying to clean up their habits. Mm-hmm. And we just live in a time where, you know, socializing is a big part of what most people do and I mean, I would say that's true for me, but also a huge part of what I do is kids' activities, sporting events. We travel for cheer. Um, Sometimes we have wrestling tournaments that are, you know, in high schools where there's nothing nearby and and really you can't leave. So, you know, just having a strategy to be able to navigate those things and not use those things as a reason to delay working towards your goal because it just never really slows down. I mean, I talk to people all the time Mm -hmm. that have new babies and they feel very overwhelmed with that schedule and I remember feeling that way too and it just gets busy in different ways as kids get older so I think it's important to develop those habits and strategies otherwise you'll just always put yourself last and put everything else ahead of it mm-hmm. and I mean yeah. any time of year there's something going on we go from Christmas to New Year's to Valentine's Day into spring with Easter and Mother's Day and all that I mean you could just really like eat your way through life if you wanted to and certainly like mm-hmm. it's not to say you can't have those things. But um, one of the tools that we are asked about a lot is, is, you know, how do we help clients? How do we help other people be able to make better choices and not feel like they're really missing out when they can't have the cake or the pizza or the wine or whatever it is. And so competitors do that well. But I think I also caution people away from being strict all the time and really Mm -hmm. limiting your options because I always feel like that backfires, don't you think?
0: Yeah, it can. I see that especially when you limit yourself so much that when you do, you eventually will cave. And that's so detrimental because not only have you limited yourself, you cave. And then usually when you cave, you binge eat and you just Feel awful or sick, you start getting mad at yourself mentally, and you have, you know, you start talking to yourself in a neg- negative narrative in your head, and it's just so hard on yourself. And it's sad because you don't have to be like, if you, which is one of the things we'll go into, I'll, you know, we can kind of talk about that right now. What happens if you're at a holiday party or an event, you know, or out of town, like you said, something happens and you do cave? Like, you packed your food, you ate your food, and what should you do if you you cheat on your plan? You cave and eat something or drink something that's on your plan? You know, just let yourself know it happens. Like, we have all mm-hmm. failed. We have all tripped and fallen. We've all eaten something we're not supposed to while we're on a nutrition plan or on a health and fitness journey or getting ready to go on stage. It has happened to all of us. And what you should do is just realize like, okay, I did that. It's going to be okay. I'm going to get right back on my plan later today or tonight or tomorrow. Do not think you can out cardio it. (laughs) Do not think that you can outlift that. Well, if you have time to go to the gym, like you can go to the gym, but don't out cardio it. Don't think you need to run on a treadmill for an hour because you caved and ate something bad, you know, drink a bunch of water let yourself know it's okay. Don't hate on yourself. Be kind to yourself and just pick yourself up the next day or later that day, you know. It's life. Yeah, I it's think it's going to happen, like by, you know.
1: by punishing yourself with like, you know, depriving yourself of food or spending, you know, 6 hours in the gym or whatever it might be, like it's taking something that was meant to mm-hmm. be very positive, which is you know, exercise and turning it into something that's more of a punishment. And that's kind of where that like little, like sort of like behavior chain starts of where you start to look at workouts as, you know, something that's not enjoyable. Um, and then I think Mm -hmm. even just expecting yourself to be perfect, like even top Olympians have their days and, you know, I'm sure it doesn't happen all the time, but you know, they're human beings, right? So you've got to, um, you know, just, yeah. there's nothing you can do, you can't undo it. I think the best thing to do is make sure you've got someone to talk to as well, because I've definitely seen where if it's a client of mine and mm-hmm. they're having a difficult time, maybe staying on the reverse is kind of when we would really see it the most. Like there's, you know, the dangling carrot of the show is eight weeks out and you have this tiny mm-hmm. bikini and the cheating isn't always happening then. I think if it does, it's, we have to talk about the pressure and the stress and is that getting to you and is that what's causing you to self-sabotage? But when it's happening in a reverse, That's okay. Well, maybe you need more food. Like maybe it's physical. And if it's emotional, well, like Mm -hmm. let's talk about that. Let's talk about where that's coming from. Um, But I think just to be heard, I remember like going through my first preps, like back in the day before there was any social media, and there really wasn't a lot of information about this. And I felt like I was the only person that was having rebounds post-competition or like binging and I just felt like a big loser because I couldn't stick to my diet after the show was over and, you know, I would gain weight. I just didn't have any support. So I think having support is huge because if you feel like you're not the only one, it just, it's kind of like, okay, other people deal with this. How do they get over it? How do they overcome it? And, you know, knowing that you're not alone and you're not just weak, it's not a lack of willpower, you know?
0: Yeah. Knowing that you're not alone. I remember my first show in 2016, I had, you know, I had a coach and there's information out there, but nothing like, like you said, nothing to talk about, like what to do Reverse the word reverse dieting. I don't even think existed in 2016. It no, just, I don't, I don't think that, that it was just you competed. And when you're done your show, you can eat. Like it really was like that, but I, for my experience, like when I first stepped off stage, I did that. Like everybody does that, you know, you eat like cookies and donuts and you go out to eat and you immediately bloat, you feel awful, your stomach, like, it's just a terrible experience. And I remember like, I was embarrassed. Like I was so embarrassed because you go from being shredded. Like, I mean you will have veins going through your abs and you'll have abs and you will then go eat. And two days later, your muscle definition is gone and you're embarrassed. You don't want anybody to see it. You cover it up. You don't want to do your check-ins. You don't want to talk to your coach. Yeah. And back then, like I made myself sick and I just felt horrible. And my coach, like it, he, w- he was very nice, but I feel like that was kind of problem is he was so nice he was just like it's okay it's okay it's okay like but like i kind of needed someone to be like no you need to eat this like this is your plan and this is what you need to eat and this is what you need to do kind of like we do now at mom shell you know good coaches will give you a reverse diet but i didn't have that and it it like i binge eat and rebounded and it was a terrible experience and you know now you know thank god we know we we know better we have information, so.
1: Yeah, I mean there there definitely was nothing out there like when I first started and I didn't know, you know, even really how to put together an improvement season. I think that's a new term too. Like they never used to yeah. say that it was off season and it was prep. <laughs> um and now I mean it's all prep is kind of how we look at it. But I'm still well, off season I... you could
0: gain forty pounds. <laughs>
1: Well, and the thing about that too is that like people do it. um, I think we had this conversation um, about, you know, someone that's commonly known that manages to gain and lose 40 pounds in her off seasons and everybody's different. So I think it's dangerous to say, oh, you should only gain five to 10 pounds or they even give like these percentages, which I'm just like, where is this even coming from? Everyone's so different. um, and you know, I think that it's not healthy to like have those parameters. I think it's just for yourself Mm -hmm. having a guideline. And what we kind of like run into with some of our clients is they might be a transformation client that was like a lifestyle client, and maybe they haven't seen like a single digit clothing size in like 10 years. So we don't even really know what Mm -hmm. their maintenance weight is. Um, So it's hard to give that person a goal, but there's just so much, you know, stress around numbers and rebounding and, and all this stuff. The whole thing is just just, you know, mm-hmm. women just feel very stressed about it, but you also can't stay in that shredded condition all year round. It's not healthy and you won't make any improvements. Um, so, you know, I think just, I think, again, having a good coach, not only somebody who's set up a really good reverse plan for you and is going to keep you accountable and support you along the way. Um but just also, you know, making sure that you've got support and um, people that you can talk to because you could be so mm-hmm. prepared. Like, I mean, I've done like 22 shows and I mean, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to struggle this time. I struggle every time. Every time I struggle <laughs> and I'm like, oh, ah, you know, like freaking out. And you know, I think the biggest right. thing for me now is because I battled some really bad reverse diets early on in, in my um mm-hmm career. And and it was like a spiral. It was like you had an aggressive prep because you gained too much in your off season. It was so aggressive that you anything you did, you would you know pick up weight really quickly. And then that led to guilt, which led to feeling bad and then more weight gain and then another, another aggressive prep. And that was like a cycle that kind of went on and on and on. Um, so for me, like, you know, taking longer time to just really get my metabolism in a good spot so that my preps aren't, terrible i mean to some people they probably seem really really bad but compared to what i used to have to do to get in contest shape they're you know night and day difference it's still always mm-hmm. challenging but that i think sets up for a better um off season and if you're working with somebody who does you know refeeds and diet breaks and stuff like that to keep your metabolism healthy i think that's important too um but yeah it's a whole it science is. yeah there's absolutely. too much information now you know um which can sometimes be a bad well, thing but there's... at least there is some
0: yeah there's It's, it's kind of like a, it's like a catch 22 because there's so much science, but, or there's so much information and there's so much information overload, but it's like, you have to take a step back and be like, what's the science behind that information? Does it make sense? But everybody's body is different too. Like you were saying, like the stress around the numbers, even, I mean, even I'm guilty of it sometimes. Like I'll look like at a scale or I'll look at a measurement and I'll be like, Am I, is this going to be okay? And it's like, you have to take a minute, like even being seasoned and doing it for how, you know, this long, Mm -hmm. it's like, it'll be okay. And it's like being able to be a coach that's there for my clients who come to me and they're, you know, am I going to be ready? Am I stressed? And we have six, seven months and it's like, you're doing good. You're doing great. Like you're putting in the work, you're organizing your life. Cause usually a lot of people that start a prep they're they're already going to the gym So they already kind of either done it, they've either done a show, or they haven't done a show, but they've seen people do shows. So they like are already going to the gym, they're around the gym, they understand they have to eat like a certain way. Mm -hmm. But it's a it's a struggle when you start because you have to, you know, I have to be, you know, prep my food and be on point and like, and I have to do all this stuff. And I feel like when you start doing that, like if you're on your, you know, so many weeks in and it's like, all of a sudden, you like you said, you know, you don't do it. It's okay. Like nobody is perfect. Nobody is gonna get this a hundred percent. Olympians don't get it a hundred percent. They've just done it longer and they have better habits because they've established those habits longer. In Our clients who have established some habits, like you keep building all those habits and that's where you see like, you know, the 40 pound weight loss, you know, the drops in, you know, scale weight, or that's where you see, like, I have clients that have like lowered their blood pressure and they had high blood pressure Mm -hmm. before, you know, it's, that's where you start seeing like these healthy, you know, you know, wins for people. And it doesn't always have to be related to numbers. And you just see like, it's the habits, it's the habits that you've built that are getting you there.
1: Habits are everything. And you're right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that if somebody is interested in preparing for a competition, they're already doing a lot of things that we're going to mm-hmm. line them up to be successful. Like it's very rare that someone's like, I don't work out. I think I'd like to compete. <laughs> like, you know, the, okay, may I have actually a couple of times seen that and been like, well, there's some baby steps first. We need to like get you off the couch first yeah. and let's get active. And, uh, you know, this is what chicken is. And like, you know, like, Healthy yeah. trapping. Like it's that foundation is really important. And I think why that's important is because if you do decide to compete, you want to be able to, you know, have some sort of a normal balance when you're on the other side of the competition. Um and so mm-hmm. it is it does lend itself if somebody's already doing the healthy things because sometimes people feel lost when they get done. They finish up having prepared for you know, six months or however long they've been prepping for a show and then it's all over and it's kind of just like, well, what do I do now? Well, what were you doing before? So if it was, I was sitting on the couch and eating Cheetos, well, <laughs> we need to find a, a happy balance first. So what, what what does your life look like when you're not counting down the weeks and days to your show? And even, it, I mean, some people have a year and, and you have to still have um, some form of structure and keep those healthy habits in place. So I think that is like, kind of segues into the next part of this, which is, you know, what are those habits for longevity that will keep you Mm -hmm. active in the sport and doing well and making progress? Or even just like if you're somebody who does one competition and maybe you decide you don't want to do it again because of whatever reason, like, you know, how do you maintain that, you know, competitor lifestyle minus, you know, the rigors of the hardest part of your prep. Like, how do you maintain those healthy habits so that you can feel good in a swimsuit in whatever you're going to wear year round? Um, And I think that's, maybe that's tough for some competitors too, that they might only feel their best when they're X weeks out. And, you know, I think that's, I don't think that's a great thing too. I think there's been a a shift to where there's more people celebrating their like off-season body. Um, Yeah but those prep goggles man they'll they'll do it to you so um they do overall i think you know there are like some things that you just see in people that um, have longevity like we were talking about this on Saturday but Angelica Teixeira is going to return to the stage next year she just had her second baby nine months ago and she's a two-time Olymp- Miss Olympia three-time Miss International I think she won the Arnold three times and she was like really at the top of her game the top of our sport and decided to step away to start a family and I listened to yeah. her podcast the other day I mean I'm gonna listen to it again because I just it was so inspiring. I, I have it saved. Oh my, it's so yeah. good. She's just, ugh, there's just no one like her. And she says like, she wants to do a competition after children so that she can prove not only to herself and to her family, but to other competitors. Like you can have a family and continue to be a part of this industry to compete at a high level. And I think it's going to be just amazing for our sport. Cause I do know that there are people that decide not to have children because they're so focused on their bodybuilding Mm-hmm. Bikini fitness figure, whatever, you know, career. And they, they, I'm worried what will happen to their physique if they have children or even just stepping yeah. away and taking that time. Like, can they come back? Mm-hmm. So, um you know, yeah. I think that her habits are obviously excellent because she had some great pregnancies and her body bounced right back. um So I think it's, it's amazing. Well,
0: and she stayed relevant in the fitness industry the whole time. Like, she went to yeah. expos, she kept working out, she shared her life. Like, I'm, if I go back in my phone and in my Instagram, like saved videos, I like have her posing for like practice, like practice posing before she hits Olympia, like saved just to be like, yeah, that's how I'm too. supposed to pose, you know? Yeah. And it's she's just like been s- one see her of my come faves. back. Right. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She's. Yeah, yeah, well, then, for so
1: long, like we would look at the Olympia lineup and just be like, oh, everyone's 25 and nobody has a yep. kid. And, you know, then Masters came around and um, now, of course, the Masters Olympia. But there just always has sort of been this like, oh, well, if you really wanted to do well in the open, you know, you'd have to be under 35 mm-hmm. and not have children. And then we have Janet, who's a mother, and then India Paulino mm-hmm. came back. So, like, all these are good things And then you have the Amy.
0: Sport. Yes, and yep. and not even though she's not in bikini, like you have mm-hmm. Franciella, like the mm-hmm. our overall yes, exactly wellness world champion. Like she has two, it's two or three boys, and yeah. they're it's like she has this whole family, and look at her, and she's been yeah. like she's stayed, you know, working her, you know, butt off in the sport for how long, and now like she's our yeah. she's our world champ.
1: Yep. I, know. I love her. She's beautiful. It's got to be so Everybody's much beautiful. more rewarding too. Like, I mean, it's been so long. I mean, I feel like I've, I've been a mother that competes for such a long time. But like for that transition of like you did this, and you know you compete and got to the top of your sport, and then you turn around and do it again, and then the experience must feel so much more rewarding to have you know your children there. I know mm-hmm. it is for me. Like now that my kids are older and you know they're watching the process and you know waiting for me to call them and tell them how I did. Um, but I, I've done more shows having kids, so I think just for some of these girls, you don't know what you're missing, really. Um, you know, you don't really know that love or that bond until you're a parent yourself. But um, you know, mm-hmm. just for for um, Angelica to have her daughters, you know, see her up there, I just think it's awesome. So I'm excited about it. it and is, she's like, competing in the open too. It's not like, you know, she's like, oh, go not, back and compete in the 40. You know, I, I don't even think she's 35. I don't, I actually don't know how old she is, but, um, yeah. It's I was saying,
0: I don't know how old she is off the top of my head. Yeah. Now we got to look. <laughs>
1: she's ageless. I mean, seriously, she looks, you know, yeah, just exactly she the, same the same as she did when she first started competing. But yeah, her story is, is really cool. Just mm-hmm. even how she got her pro card and how that changed, um, the industry and, you know, and the NPC and IFBB. So. But yeah, but yeah, going Mm -hmm. back, those habits are, are key, you know, and I think she had great pregnancies Mm -hmm. because she did a lot of the same things, eating healthy foods and prioritizing protein and having a nice balanced workout program and all those things. So I think it just comes from a love of that. And that's kind of where, you know, when I said earlier about like not, beating yourself up if you overdo it, you know, by you know punishing yourself in the gym and then starving yourself like that's those are not healthy reactions to, you know, having a slip up and it just creates this like negative space around, you know, diet and exercise. I think the best thing that you can do mm-hmm. is just brush it off, talk to a friend, start fresh. And, you know, obviously that's happening over and over and over again. Yeah, There's some issues that you've got to work out and there's help, you know, it doesn't doesn't take forever to fix those things. But if you just keep trying to like, okay, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to binge again. You know, you're not fixing it if you're just like,
0: yeah. And, and the more you can like you said, the more you communicate with somebody about it, like if you have a coach and you, you just need to really talk to them about it, say, you know, be honest, like you overate or you cheated or whatever happened. And then you know, figure out like, okay, that's just a one-off. Well, if it happens next week and the week after that, and the week after that, it's like, why? And you need to talk Mm -hmm. to your coach and go through things with your coach, maybe do a food journal. Whenever you're eating, overeating, like what's going on in that moment to cause you to overeat? Is it the same like stress? Is it the same? Are you sleepy? Is it the same thing? You know, just work through those things and figure Mm -hmm. out like what's going on at that time that's happening and like, like you said, why are you doing it? Is it deeper than just like, Oh, that looked good. So I ate it. Right. So, but what are some strategy? So I know. Yeah. So I know that right now you are in an off season. What are some habits that you've kind of instilled like for yourself to have like a good off season?
1: Yeah. So I'm like halfway through a pretty long, um, building phase. And so what I've really learned just through being in the sport for a long time is the things that I'm doing now um, to build up my physique are are just as important as the things that I'm doing in prep. So being consistent with macros, um, making sure I'm getting adequate protein, being consistent in the gym, rest and recovery is important because my workout quality has to be you know, up there I have to be working on, you know, mm-hmm. getting stronger and, and getting good quality workouts in. So, um, I mean, it doesn't really stop like, you know, of course the focus shifts and, you know, I'm not, you know, focusing on, um, you know, a certain calorie burning cardio or, um, you know, lowering my macros. There's more flexibility and freedom in my diet. You know, I get to have cheat meals and stuff like that. But, um, I think that I mm-hmm. still feel, I don't want to say pressure, but I still feel like everything I'm doing right now is really important because it's going to lend itself to my future show. And I think it helps that I know when I'm going to be done mm-hmm. and when I'm going to be getting ready for my competition. I don't know if if you were just like, I don't know when I'm going to compete again. I don't know if that would work for me. For some people, they're just like, I'll just wait for my coach to tell me when I'm ready. Like I. I mean, like, cause I'm old, like, you know, I've been yeah. doing this such a long time. I'm like, well, I can't like really like. No, I agree with you. I, can't, I, tried that. I like, can't do
0: it either. If the I show is two know. years away, I just need to know.
1: <laughs> I need to know if it's three years, that's fine. But yeah. I just need like, to know, you know, I'm also 43. So yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, in a couple of years I can go to the 45. Oh my God. Um, which is wild to think about. I mean, like, if
0: I, if I get more not, stage time, it's more stage time.
1: <laughs> I, it's funny. I wasn't sure how I would ever mention this on this podcast, but I'm going to, I'm going for it. It's episode two. We're doing it. Um, I hear these girls on YouTube videos talking about like, oh, I just feel like, I've been at this for so long. Like I was like about to give up if I didn't get my pro card, it was my third year competing. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I mean, this is again, like, I'm going into like my 20th year of competing. Um, and so I jokingly, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I don't get it this year and I come back in 2025, I'll be 45. And I, I mean, I, I guess I'll just, I'm going to keep, keep going until I get it. But I'm like, God, I really, I really hope we're not pushing into like 45 to get my pro card because of how long I've been doing it. But hey, if that's what it takes, I'm, I'll do it. But, um, But, yeah, I just think I need need to know, you know, what timeline we're working with. I do love it. You love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think there isn't an age cap on it. You can – we talked about this last episode. You can do this as long Mm -hmm. as you want, you know. Um, But I I certainly just have for myself at least like a goal of kind of when I would like to see that happen because I've come so close. Like the last two years coming like, you know, second and third, Mm -hmm. you know, one or two spots away from my pro card, like I'm like – we were so close, you know? So, um, but yeah, I think, um, as far as habits go, I mean, I never stop prepping food. I always take my food places. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even leave the house without thinking about, Oh, you won't be back for a snack or should I take a protein bar with me or whatever it might be. So, um, I go to the gym in the morning, most days, I mean, I'm taking more recovery days now cause I'm in an off season, but like I'm a 4am gym person always have been just fits my schedule. So like that stuff doesn't stop. Um, But, you know, I think I've seen people lose motivation when they're not seeing results or when their diet's a little bit more lax and, you know, they just don't feel as energetic. And it is hard to push. I think sometimes like, you know, when you're in prep and you almost can't sleep because you can't wait to get up the next morning and see how much leaner you got and get get to the gym and put on your outfit and everything looks good. And it's like, it's really motivating. You have to dig a lot deeper in off season because that isn't happening. You're just kind of seeing yourself Mm -hmm. stay the same. Really, the changes are happening. Like- marinating underneath the surface, right? And you just have to wait till you get lean to see them. And that's if you need those. (laughs) Yeah. But if you need that all the time, it it is tough and you got to get over it. You just do. I mean, it's not going to happen. So just suck it up and be patient and you'll get to see it. You get to see those results, but you're not going to have those same wins that you did when you were prepping for your first show. And it was every week you're getting leaner and you look, you know, awesome. And everybody's like, oh yeah, what are you doing? You know, you don't get that in off season. You know, it's like, oh, hey, up, you know? (laughs) Right. So yeah. But what about you? I mean, you Mm -hmm. have had a pretty long off season and kind of overcome injury and Mm -hmm. all of that. I mean, I think that's an interesting thing to talk about too, is like how you were able to like refocus after having had an injury and tweaking your training and and whatnot. What was Mm -hmm. that like for you?
0: Yeah. So I finished out my show in 2022 is May, 2022. And I knew that I needed more muscle. Like I knew in my delts and my glutes, I needed to build more muscle. So I immediately started lifting heavier. Like it was, it was the next week I had, you know, I had my you know, a few meals that I had after my show. And then it was like a week or I think it was, it was right. The next week I just immediately started lifting heavier. I'm like, can I add more plates? Can I add more weights? Can I do this? And I could. So I started really challenging myself and I was really having a good time. <laughs> it was, it was fun. And then that summer I was doing an RDL. I wasn't paying attention completely my fault. Um, and this is why like, If you're ever lifting heavy weights, ever lifting legs, like be super aware of your form. Be very conscious of what you're lifting. Um, I wasn't paying attention and I um, herniated my disc. My L4 and L5, I lifted and I lifted with my back. An immediate nerve pain down my leg all the way down to my foot from the like my lower back to my foot on my left hand side. I've never had any injury before. This was very traumatic. I was super scared. I called my husband immediately and I was like, I did something. I need to go to bed. I like went home, went to bed next day, horrible. Couldn't really walk. Went And then of course, went to doctors in the emergency room and our urgent care. And they did, you know, the x-rays, you could see it. And they sent me to PT. It just, the recovery from that was horrible. So I couldn't lift any legs, no lower body. I had never had nerve pain. It was just a shock to my system. My nervous system was so mad. Like I couldn't even intake caffeine the same way. Like I couldn't drink coffee the same way. Every day was a struggle for months. And I was on medication. I was so scared because I didn't know if I'd have to have surgery. The doctors were kind of pushing surgery after PT because PT really didn't work. I was not, I'm just obviously we're not, you know, MD people per se kind of, you know, we try to find solutions ourselves. I mm-hmm. went to a sports massage therapist, which if you're located in Kansas city, like message me. Cause this woman is a godsend. She worked on my hip and she is so knowledgeable. I went to her all the time. I got to a point where I kind of got better. Um, she helped me with a lot of things with mobility exercises, stuff to do at home. I was able to lift upper body at the gym. So I still started lifting heavier. I still started growing my delts mm-hmm. um, and my arms and back, but nothing lower. So I worked with her. It my back pain came back after traveling. I went to I went to the Arnold expo this year and I went to Las Vegas and the sitting just Oh yeah. Still hurt it. She recommended the doctors were like, you need to go see a surgeon. And I was like, no. <laughs> And my massage therapist recommended me to a dry needle guy who is a chiropractor who was like, we're going to get you back to normal in four weeks. Like I can do this if you give me four weeks. And I was like, here's four weeks. And he did it. Um, I do dry needling probably once a month. I do massage therapy once every like six weeks. I do mobility exercises. I stretch all the time. I'm very cognizant of my movement. Um, so I was able to go back to lifting heavy weights, and throughout this whole time, I still ate and prepped my food. Like you said, I was in an off season, so I was still way more relaxed with what I ate. I ate more food because I wanted my hormones to regulate really well. I wanted to heal. Um, I just, I still like ate my you know, chicken and veggies, salmon, veggies. I had carbs. Like I had date nights with my husband, you know, I still did those things, but I still prepped my stuff. I'm, I'm not big on eating out even in an off season. I just, I like cooking my own food. Mm -hmm. So I got, when I got better, I, you know, so fast forward to this summer now, I was like, okay, I'm able to lift heavy. Let's really go. So I've been lifting heavy. So upper body, I've been lifting heavy for almost a whole year. Um, lower body will be a whole year. I've just been pushing weight, pushing weight, more calories. And then finally, you know, I started my prep, I would say like last week, but even, even in my off season, as we kind of cleaned up my diet to like have a, you know, have flex meals once a week and then, uh, prep my food. I still was eating quite a bit of food, but the thing with having really good habits is, It's almost like the same movement every day. You can have different food. You can have, you know, different proteins, different veggies, different carbs. You can have different kind of drinks, but it's the same, like it's the same calorie intake. It's, you know, moving your body, working out and just finding your happiness with it. What is going to make you happy with these things that you're doing? Because it doesn't matter what anybody else says or anybody else thinks are you happy? And if you're happy, then that's what matters. And Mm -hmm. that needs to be the habits that you create. So I knew that in my off season that I knew what I wanted to look like someday back on stage. So I knew I had to create these habits because that's where I'm happy. And I kind of just put my foot down. I'm like, this is how I'm going to do it. And this is what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'm not having surgery. And I didn't.
1: No, that's Uh. awesome. I can't wait to see you make your comeback.
0: Mm -hmm. It's going to be
1: awesome. I mean, you you didn't really go away, so it's not really a comeback. (sighs) But, you know, I just I love to see people take time off and see the improvements (laughs) because I think it's – it's impactful if somebody's new and they're feeling like they're just like trying to get results so fast and they, you know, they just keep doing shows without taking that time off. And I think that time off is really, really important. And I think it does make you a healthier competitor, but I think what people love about prep is just that it's, it's very organized, it's very predictable. And if you're the type of person that likes structure, then that's why prep is so appealing. But then I also think you can apply that structure to your off season, you know, the goal's different. And again, you're not getting those wins all the time. Um, But it's so worth it. And then I think it does create more of like, um, a prep lifestyle, if you will. Um, And I just, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just something that just is like brushing your teeth, it just becomes like a habit of, you know, eating and, and training, it doesn't stop. It just, you know, the focus and the goal shifts, but I'm definitely excited to see you get back up on stage. I've seen your body change like so much just in the last, like couple of months. I don't see you all the time, obviously, because you live in a different part mm-hmm. of our state, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's cool to see it all come together. <laughs> like you right know? across. <laughs> yeah. Except your grandparents are like my neighbors. Like how cool is that?
0: Yeah. I,
1: they sound cute. I'm I know. Ten, mi-
0: 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> I know. Aww
1: so um they sound really cute
0: so my grandparents my grandpa will be 90 next year and they like the support that my family it's just they like whoever you want to be like my family will just like love you like if you that's how you live your life like they'll love you and so they know like oh mandy always brings her own food and they'll help me unpack my cooler and then they'll like sit down with me at the dinner table and we'll eat at six and we'll eat our own obviously like separate food. And then my grandma's so cute. Like she knows this, but she'll be like, Do you want chocolate? Do you want ice cream? Because it's like the kindness, you know, to offer that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no grandma, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then I'll get like my rice cake and she'll be like, Oh, I'll hold it for you while you spread peanut butter. It's just Oh, it's so cute. Sweet. And my aunts and uncles are the same way. Like if I go to their house for like gatherings and stuff, they're like, Oh yeah, Mandy has her food thrown in the fridge. And like they know that. Like they don't they don't even like if if they want to, like, they'll ask me, they'll be like, Hey, if we grill steaks, like, can you eat a steak? And how can we like cook it for you? It's like, it's just like caring. Yeah. yeah that's. Awesome. I'm very blessed when it comes to a support system. My husband's super, my husband cooks my chicken. Like my son, he thinks what he thinks, what we do is just really, really cool. You know, he loves the way that being a disciplined individual and being focused on something can like what it can lead to, what it can accomplish Mm -hmm. and being so goal oriented, like how, like you said, you, you don't just have to take that from the stage. Like my son Mm -hmm. takes that and he applies it to soccer, you know, as a mom, we can apply it to like lots of different things and be able to feel like really successful and like watch our kids be super successful and so proud. Like I like will get teary eyed and be like, I'm so proud of you, even though you're 14 and my height.
1: No, I know. I think family support is key, you know, and that doesn't have to make sense to everybody. And you know, Mm -hmm. our goals are, are different. But I think just even having, you know, that understanding of why it's important to you, you know, it doesn't have to be something that they would ever do. But just if they understand that it's just something that means a lot to you, I think that that's that's key. I think it's heartbreaking when I've had somebody who's done really well, but they didn't have the support either in their friend group, um, or in their family. Um, Mm. and you're not going to be able to change everybody. So I think that you have to know that going in, like not everybody for whatever reasons, like personal, cultural, whatever it might be, they might not understand the sport. I mean, you are standing on stage in a tiny bikini. I mean, we know there's really nothing sexy about it because you just smell weird and you know, you're tired. But, um, I think, you know, you're just not going to be able to change everybody's mind about it. the outside world and thinks it's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think you can also surround yourself with people that do get it. And so if you are in a situation where you don't feel like you have that support, like there's so many ways to meet other people. There's, you know, events, workshops, you know things going on where you can create that community for yourself like oh, gosh fitness has grown so much like again I always talk about the old days like I'm like this yeah fitness dinosaur over here but like there wasn't that you know 20 years ago like you know in small in a small part but that not needs to be your these- handle name I know stl underscore momshell underscore bikini dinosaur <laughs> underscore ifb pro one day um oh my but god yeah the yeah so I mean it's, it will get the, there the the bikini historian, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we're in a great time where it's becoming more popular. I remember when I first started doing competitions, I had to like explain Mm -hmm. to people what it was because they just had never seen anyone do it. They didn't understand, you know, you know, I would say I was a bodybuilder and they'd be like, but you're like a hundred pounds. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you're getting it, but but it's not a Hooters competition either. So you know what? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how to tell you. Yeah. but yeah, I think there's just, there's a lot of support out there mm-hmm. on top of having so many resources that we didn't used to have. Now there are, you know, people at every gym, there are a handful of people competing or more now, and which is cool.
0: Well, I feel like we covered quite a bit. I mean, developing really good habits to say, you know be successful in the sport enjoying your off season you know if you're going to holiday and christmas parties you know well christmas parties this time of year but in vacations you know the places you go pack your own food be mindful if you do splurge just talk to your coach just be honest and ask for help like you know you're everybody's going to fail everybody's failed before just pick yourself right back up don't get mad at yourself and just like start you know start fresh but i don't i think we kind of touched on a little bit of everything Well, guys, thank you so much for um, listening to our episode today. And we look forward to bringing you the next episode soon.